Hello and welcome to today's episode of Breaking the Mold, the podcast. The second episode, proper episode of this podcast. Um, and I welcome you back, everyone. Last week, we talked about the concept of heteronormativity. Um, I gave you an overall idea of the concept. I made you aware of instances where it I mean, it is at work and where we can find it in everyday life. And I hope you took some things away from the episode. I hope you realized certain things. And I hope you vow to change certain things in the future in interaction with other people, in you taking part in society, in you taking your part in society. and. You trying to do it right and um, not be part of the problem, but part of the change. So um, thank you for listening back. Um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't scare you, aware, scare you away with last week's episode. And this week's episode is another very important episode. It is um, another more broad episode, but it's... It's about a topic that is so, so important if we want to talk about the idea of social justice and social injustice and where we find it and how it works. Because if we want to talk about social justice and social injustice in the right way, we have to realize it's a very complex matter and there are so many factors that play into each other that that play their part but they are also playing in interaction with each other and um, this is exactly what we're going to talk about today and all of that falls under the big word of intersectionality so just like last episode i'm gonna give you a definition of the term because it is there is a likelihood that many of you or some of you haven't heard of it before or if you heard of it you may not be a hundred percent sure what it means what it entails and what it is all about so i'm going to start with that and then i'm going to um, give you an idea of where it stems from um, and then what it means and um, how it works in everyday life and why it is so important that it needs to be considered at all times when we talk about social justice. Intersectionality itself can be seen as a foundational concept of sociology and in the simplest sense it is the idea that many of the social justice problems and the categories from which they stem from they are not singular but they are in interaction with each other and they are overlapping and the overlapping part is is so important to realize because as the word intersectionality entails we talk about intersections so places where things meet and uh, interact with each other and overlap and therefore they change and that change is so important because through intersectionality we can realize that everyone's experience differs 
through multiple levels of social injustice that are important when considering a person's experience. Um, so it is at the basis the joining of multiple, so that means at least two entities that interact with each other. So that is the ground that we base everything off of. So intersectionality is a way of understanding social relations by examining the intersecting forms of discrimination a person suffers. So discrimination is so important because when we talk about intersectionality, we talk about categories that are socially constructed. And these categories, um, there are so many of them, but the most important ones, the most regular ones, the most common one and the most important ones mentioned in pretty much all the data and research um, are race, class, gender, sexuality, age, and ability or disability. So therefore, we can say that intersectionality is about understanding and addressing all potential roadblocks in a person's life um, to their well-being. Um, and if we talk about all of them that are already entailed, it is, it is much more intricate than focusing on one at a time because that is what most approaches to social justice focus on and have been focusing on. So they focus on and analyze one type of discrimination at a time, but never at the same time. But the reality and the fact of the matter is that different forms of discrimination compound and through that form individual forms of oppression. So intersectionality acknowledges that unique forms of oppression exist, but it also very, very much focuses on how they change in combination with each other. So therefore the concept and the regardance of intersections and intersectionality helps to truly understand and engage ultimately with the systems of privilege and power. And it works and highlights the experience of marginalized individuals. And it is a term that was created to address multiple failures that can mean rhetorical failures, political fa fa failures, and societal failures um, at, at the same time. Because as um, the founder and the queen, the person who coined the term intersectionality, um, Kimberly Crenshaw says, everyone wears a lot of hats. And um, it is so true because we are never only that one thing. We are so many things at the same time. Um, and as I have briefly mentioned her, Kimberly Crenshaw, she originated the term 
more like longer than 30 years ago so that it's it's been there for a long time but only recently has it picked up um has it picked up in in the media and um in the field as a whole um and she originated the term because um her main focus of research lies um, within the black feminism movement and she came to a point where she realized that feminism accounted for women and anti-racism accounted for black men but both of these both of these terms never really um, accounted for black feminine people so black feminism and th she felt that there was a like a real lack of coverage and of coverage of the experience the people were having so she she thought it's a it's a combination of both you are black and you are female and through that your experience is different to that of a white woman and that of a white uh, of a of a black man it's there there's two oppressions at work and they interact with each other and through that they make your experience a lot lot different to other people of the group of the one oppression you're part of um, and, th and through that she she created intersectionality which is such such a blessing because it really is needed when we talk about social justice because one term does not encounter for all of the aspects people experience so we need to find a combination so after establishing what intersectionality means in theory i want to give you a few examples of where we can find it in the real world where Interse intersectionality is so important to look at because it changes so much of the experience of the people so intersectionality as we've said can um, can impact all of the factors that I've mentioned before so race gender sexuality and ableism all of that um, and one, I'd say, one of the more famous um, examples of intersectionality is the um, police violence and wrongful incarceration of black men, especially in the United States of America. So when you look at statistics, there's a staggeringly high number of all incarcerated people at the current moment being black men and that is because their experience with the social system in society and the justice system is very different to how a white male in America would uh, would experience it they are often not given fair trials they're often due to being black and the status in America, they often live in um, less privileged um, parts of society, communities of society. So often 
the intersection there's an intersection as well between race and wealth because the status of black people in america is still so complex that a lot of the times they are drawn into the poorer communities resulting in fewer chances fewer wealth and money so fewer access to health care fewer access to fair trials through being able to afford good lawyers for themselves there are, so there's all these things coming into play and in changing the experience of the person so you can see that it's so so intricate if you look at it then there are so many factors playing into it another um another thing where you can definitely see intersectionality is something i've read about recently and that shook me to my core when i first read about it is the experience um and the numbers of black women uh, dying during childbirth especially in the united states of america but it is a fact all over the world often we tend to especially when it comes to issues regarding race we tend to blame it all on america and point a finger at them but it is often something that is that is at an extreme in america but you can definitely find variables instances um steps of it already in our societies today so we must still look um into our society and see that it's happening here as well so it's actually all about taking action because you can because it's something that's not affecting people elsewhere it's affecting people of your own community so yeah and the statistics show that there's a huge number um, of women black women dying during childbirth um, in comparison to white women during childbirth who tend to die at a much lower rate and um, statistics have shown that these staggeringly high numbers um, result from black women not being um, listened to properly when they tell the doctors the nurses that there's something wrong that they feel something's not right with their body they are in pain they statistically have to mention these things a huge number of times more often than the average white woman would have to do in order for the doctors and the team at the hospital to look really into it um, because often in these instances we are dealing with a thing which um, which we can describe as the image of the angry black woman so um, that black that, that there's that, that that women of color are more shouty um, and that they are more emotionally driven and all of that and in instances like this 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 image that is that is that is put onto these women during childbirth results in them actually dying because they are not listened to in the right time and when when they are checked eventually it's often too late they have like bleedings inside and all of that stuff so there's the, these are like real instances in which we can see instances of intersectionality we can also um 
see it in the experience of black immigrants who faith who face both racial discrimination and discrimination because of their immigration status um, we also see it in homeless transgender people who face discrimination because of their gender identity which is something that is so all-encompassing and so difficult and often people do not understand then they face discrimination because of they their age they're often not taken seriously because they are still young and then they also face discrimination because of their housing status so in these instances they come there's more than two two categories and two two systems at work that intersect with each other so you can see that there's a lot of people and i'd say the majority of people and even us ourselves sometimes who face discrimination um in multiple ways and these multiple ways change and have to have to adapt and yeah it's 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 a very complex thing but you can see and i hope you can see that um as abstract as it may sound in the beginning because it is a you know again a huge word and even if you break it down you can still get lost in the theory of it all but i hope that these real life examples that i've just given you um remind you that um it is so important and that it's something you have to have to have in the back of your mind at all times and um, use that to evaluate certain situations um, and understand people um, and take them seriously and understand their experience um, on these multiple levels. So yeah, this um, brings us to the end of another, I think, very important episode. Um, and I hope you are still with me at this point. And I hope you didn't get lost in in, in all of my rambling. Uh, I hope I made sense through most of it. And as usual, and as last time, I hope you took something away from this, whether it be small details, whether it be being new to this whole concept. Um, I hope you realize certain, certain things. I hope you approach people differently in the future. And I hope you are, again, critical of your own behavior um, in the future and in the past. Um, so yeah, join me in the next episode um, where, I'll, where I'll get into another topic and I promise you the topics will get smaller and through that we can go into a little bit more detail. Um, and yeah, but I, I thought covering these two very important concepts in the first two episodes was the right thing to do in order to get a basic understanding of how social interaction happens, how social society is constructed, how society disadvantages and advan advantages um, certain people in certain situations or in all situations. Um, I think th I thought that was very important um, and I thank you for listening. Um, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Um, until then, take care.